Welcome to Euphoria Season 3, Episode 8. Uh, we are available on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Of course, if you are on YouTube, there are timestamps in the description made by the lovely Phil Choi, our wonderful producer who puts a lot of detail into those timestamps just to make sure that you guys can hear exactly what you want to hear. Uh, Yamato Dinner and Karaoke, it's closer than ever. It's going to happen, I promise, I swear. Jon Snow, we have a Jon Snow costume for him. We're taking him to a nice steakhouse full of very well-dressed... What happened to Woody? Very, I don't know, we ended up with Jon Snow. We can afford Jon Snow, but we can't afford <laughs> and Woody. We needed, well, the thing was, we didn't think they'd let Woody into a steakhouse. We didn't think they'd stop Jon Snow, though. So we, we're, we're figuring it out. Uh, Frost Quickshot Tattoo Bed is happening. Upset North Scaring Pie to the Face was delayed because I was sick. And Attila will also have to sing a love song for Upset in this most recent set of bets. And for this episode, believe it or not, we have a bet planned ahead of time, which we will share for you later. I know it's a first. And our very special guests today, the support and jungle of G2 Esports, Mickey and Yankos Yankos. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good. Hello, everyone. You always, <laughs> it feels like you're always holding back a laugh. I'm not, yeah, maybe. I mean, I was just listening to the John, John Snow and like the Yamato and stuff, and it was pretty funny because I didn't actually watch the last week's episode. And yeah. You're telling me you don't watch every single week? I, I do watch when I see that it's worth watching, like if, if I'm interested in like people's opinions. <gasps> oh no, you <laughs> flamed! You tried so hard, you said you were gonna try to avoid flaming. He literally came in, he was like, I'm not gonna flame anyone, we're gonna be all really nice. You made it 30 seconds. We hit him with the Fox News right now. Okay, okay. I did. Yankos does not care what anyone from Vitality has to say, more at seven. Okay, I did watch some of it, but I just didn't see the bet. Let's assume that Ooh. I watched the whole episode except for the bet. Okay, that's definitely fair. Save the well, it's good to have you guys here today. Um, how's everything going in the G2 camp before we, we get into the thick of it? Well, everything's going pretty well, I think, even though we do have two losses. Um, and even after we lost the first game, after it was 9-0, looking back to last year, after 9-0 as well in Misfits, after we lost one game, it was like night and day. It was a lot of different team atmosphere, because in G2, everyone like didn't really take it too hard, so it was pretty easy to like just move on with it so yeah i mean it just doesn't hurt us um that much because we are still you know up there and we'll probably finish as the first seed hopefully if we don't go zero four the next two weeks and we are not planning to go zero four and the match against sk was uh, a slip up for us you know we we were 8k or 10k ahead and we lost a game and it's kind of unbelievable but we take it way less serious than the loss against Origin because, well, against Origin, we were like 8-0 or something, or 9-0, I don't remember. But all I know is that back then we were aiming for the perfect split. And now since we already lost one game, then losing the game against SK is just a process of learning, you know. Nothing really changed. We are still aiming to win the playoffs and not win the regular split. And it's just a defeat and we have to learn from it. So what did you learn? Yeah, I was going to say, what did you learn? <laughs> well, we learned that Jinx is quite strong on six items. Oh, that's and, a good lesson. <laughs> and we I mean, learned that we really <laughs> have to, we really can't end when it's 5v4 under the, in enemy base. <laughs> and we have much cooldowns on our side. And yeah, like we, we basically learned that we can't always end the game. Yeah. Like, and, and we should sometimes give up objectives when Ooh. we are not... All five and enemies are of all five, for example. Yeah, Actually. and that we should play more macro. So Ooh. you could expect G two to have a little bit longer games, 
from now on because instead of trying to end the game fast and trying to boost our stats, we will try to actually win the game like proper way, you know. Because I think against the Sky we made a mistake of trying to end early and it really did bite us in the end. So we have to take it slow and just play like slower and more calm on stage, hopefully. I always, uh, you, you sound very much like a mom in that moment, Prosker. So you're like, what did you learn, young man? What did you take away from this? <laughs> Tell me more. You, you must have learned something. But I mean, good to hear. Um, There's always like, um, <clears throat> so, I mean, you guys know because you guys have your game rooms next to the, the casters rooms, but there's like what the casters say on the desk and on the analyst desk and what the casters say back in the caster room as we're watching people play. And I think that game, there was a lot of, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of simping. <laughs> yeah. Mistakes were made for sure in that game. <laughs> well, I mean, you've lost two now and clearly every team is is ready to defeat you now because you've lost two games and you're officially, you know, you're falling down, I think is what people are Yeah, really that's saying. what the league's the thinking. Weaknesses, we got them. The weaknesses <laughs> are showing through, boys. But uh, well, let's talk about this kind of the other teams. We currently have a four-way tie for fifth place, Misfits, Fnatic, SK, and Schalke. Um, playoffs race is super tight this year. Um, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on the teams. I talked to Yamato and Attila a, a little bit about it this last week, but is there anyone you think is just, like, doomed no way they make it into playoffs at this point, other than Excel and Rogue, who we'll get to talk about in a second. You get to pick between Splice, Misfits, Fnatic, and Schalke. Who's not making it? Well, I would pick Misfits. And not, S not SK? Why is Splice nah. on the list, but SK isn't on the list? <laughs> <laughs> I think SK has a higher chance of making it, I think. I think they're to be fair, much better as a team about. together. Um, I think another team that probably won't make it, um, I would have to choose between either Schalke or Splice. I think either of them will not make it. But what do you think, Youngers? I would assume it's Misfits and Schalke. I think they... I mean, Schalke, I think they are on a 0-5 or 0-6 losing streak. I'm not quite sure, but I know that ever since, like, almost one move, they are just losing every single game they play. And I think they broke down mentally because after losing six games in a row, you can't possibly think that they are a good team. And I think that's what holds them back a little bit as well right now, that they don't believe in themselves and they made really weird mistakes and they are making a lot of 50-50 plays that don't go their way and they throw the game. And for me, it doesn't seem like they're a bad team or bad players, but there's just like something that stops them from winning games. And Misfits is kind of similar. They are just not winning whole a lot lately. And it seems like maybe the players are too like big ego. I mean, I don't want to like insult anyone because I don't know their players and maybe they actually don't have ego, but for some reason you have five strong players on paper and Misfits is a not, not a strong team, you know? So something has to be wrong like in, in, in between the teammates or just overall with the team. As someone who's looked into strength of schedule quit, uh, yeah, quite, quite intensively, <laughs> um, I do agree that I think a lot of people will grab like Misfits, but Misfits have one of the easiest schedules left because I think they get to go through both the bottom tier teams. They just faced Excel, and even though that was a bit of a nail biter, but they also hold the head to head against Origin SK, and they also have one victory already over Fnatic, so they could theoretically hold the head to head over Fnatic. So I actually think the only way that Misfits get thrown out of playoffs just because of their strong start is simply if they just 
repeatedly lose games, which totally possible. But um, they I mean, give, they didn't give Rogue their first win, so and they gave them their second. That's <laughs> true. Just to, wait, <laughs> to be clear, though, Misfit Strength's schedule is Fanatic, Shalka, Splice, no, G Two. But you had to back it up. You know what I mean? Like they had. Ah, yes, they had the. Okay, there you go. Okay. They had like Rogue and Excel when I first started. I was like, okay, so they got the bottom two teams, and then it was like, oh no. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, that's brutal. But they hold strength schedule, which is why I think that unless Misfits just continuously lose all of their games, but with Shalka also losing, that I'm actually really on the the side of like Schalke and SK probably won't make it into playoffs. And I think Misfits will like scrape in. Yeah, there's a lot of scraping in. I don't feel like anyone in the five or six spot is like, ah, we've comfortably made playoffs this year. Like, I feel like there's no way it's going to be close. Yankos used to play with Odo. He obviously now plays with Schalke. You guys have lost games together. Is he the kind of player that you think can like rally and come back and like bring the team's mental together? I don't want you to like come out here and flame people, but I'm just curious in your experience, is this like, is this kind of a, is this a strength he has? Is he the kind of guy that can rise up and be the carry for the team? Well, <clears throat> well, the respect of Duana, I don't think he's type of a leader kind of person. So I don't believe he could rally the team right now if he didn't do it before. I think he's a strong player, and if he like if he is in a good team, he will actually perform really well. And that is why I think he looked really strong in the first few weeks because the team as a whole worked really well. But it, to me, it feels like Schalke overall doesn't have a leader, you know? It's not even about Odwamne, it's just about anyone from their team. I think the, the only like leader kind of person that is trying to step up is maybe Memento, but lately he has not been performing really well. So maybe he takes too much responsibility on himself and the other person could be upset, but he's just an AD carry. So he can't really, he can't really carry the game from both lane in the early, early lane or like in in the early game overall. You know, especially that he plays a lot of Ezreal, which he is really amazing at. But like you can't really expect Ezreal to carry the whole map. You know, and yeah, they are doomed. They're no, doomed. okay, they are oh, not. Okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> I know. I mean, okay, they they really Just went zero six, and I like their players. By the way, I, I like uh, personally. I like everyone. That let's let's Schalke. say let's uh, take the take the names, the people out of it. Is sh the team Schalke? No flame intended towards the players. Is that team doomed? Let's just put it that way. Because I don't think you dislike any of the players. I don't think you're trying to flame anybody. Yeah, I mean, I just believe that it's very hard to come back from what happened to them in the last couple of weeks. And I think all the teams are trying, and it's not even about them not trying hard enough. But you have to understand that everyone is trying their hardest right now because it's just before playoffs. And, you know, right now I'm in a position to look at all of them and kind of think about it. But, like, let's say last year I was, like, struggling to get to playoffs as well, you mm -hmm. know. Same. So, yeah, exactly. So I know how it feels. And it's not easy right now. And... When all the teams are like trying really hard to be there, and let's say Splice has one more win over like the top five teams, that's already a huge advantage because there's only four games left. And that is why I don't think Schalke will make it in. Because they are just, you know, they were 7-1 or 6-1, and now they are like kind of Free even. falling, yeah. Yeah, so I just think they, they will not make it. Mickey, not to go back to the dark times, but uh, you are familiar with not making playoffs. That's correct. Last spring. You and your boy Misfits. Uh, I'm curious. Hussein's back. Uh, some games, team looks great. Some games, teams looks terrible. Uh, what are your thoughts on Misfits right now? Well, I'm not sure if they would look. They look, did look great in the past few weeks. I think they only looked great in the first two weeks. Mm. 
I think now it's kind of uh, how I expected it to go because I think none of their players are like some insane 1v9 machines, like Caps, for example. <laughs> or basically anyone. On well, he didn't win the game with Silas, did he? I mean, he went top lane and they just ended the game. Okay, so I'm just putting that out there, you know. <laughs> and yeah, we do have two losses on Silas. So yeah, nice. there's that. Silas is useless. Okay. GG Silas. Um, but yeah, I think Misits might have the same happen to them that happened last year, which mm. is not making playoffs. But they were kind of close last year. But I think they're going to be close this year as well, <laughs> but probably won't make it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they can't really pick it up from, I mean, from knowing some people in Misfits and hearing stuff from other people that join Misfits. I don't think they can actually pick it back up and go in playoffs. It honestly seems to me like we have a lot of teams. We have like some teams. Roscoe, I'm curious what you think about this. Like, There's the teams who are like rising up, which right now is like argue that like vitality is somewhere in the middle yeah i don't want to like be too critical of them because obviously like saken coming in this week kind of throws a wrench in their plans but like og is definitely rising up fanatic are also rising up and i just feel like there's all these other teams that were like in the top six that are just free falling that are just hard free falling like, i think it's the idea of like synergy like uh shock is a perfect example shock came in and they had like so much synergy that no one really expected like ignar plugged right in with memento um abadage was on lissandra which is just a champion that got free priority so you don't necessarily know have to have so much experience in how you play the map and play the game and so i think that there were kind of a lot of um coverings for these teams and now as you know like spring split goes on and the other teams are finally finding the synergy the meta has shifted you need to have a wider champion pool than what you started with suddenly you're starting to see like the cracks of okay what teams actually have players that understand how to play fundamental League of Legends and then like, you know, the little twist on top of it, like Origin. Mm. Um, and what teams have now were just like banking on their synergy or maybe banking on like some key players. Like I think Shalka, you know, when it was so bot lane centric for so long in LEC, had someone like upset. Um, and then Ezreal was super powerful, which now his power has been diluted a little bit, not necessarily through him directly, but through other champions rising up. So I think it's just like a combination of things. And mm. now that now we get to see that they have a, a rookie mid laner who looks very lost on the map and Memento uh, doesn't seem to know how to lead the team and that's what it looks like. Well, that's very harsh, but I agree. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it looks. And they play mid jungle, but they don't really, like, they are misplaying a lot and they are taking a lot of 2-2 fights that they lose. And some sometimes you just use stopwatch when they are about to use Predator and it yeah. happens, you know? Yeah. And um, I think that if they would play more through bot lane and trust more in Upset and Ignar, maybe, you know, just put Abadasha on Lissandra uh, like you used to and just play through bot lane, you know, try to snowball with Upset. And if he's the start of the team, because I'm sure that Odwamne can, can do well on top lane, you know, like he will be fine being alone. So I'm just thinking maybe you should just like put all your money in upset and hope that he can carry. All right. Uh, I, never mind. I was going to say we could talk a little bit about Rogue and Excel, but they're locked out of playoffs. We'll see them next year or next season when they come back. We'll keep you guys informed how they're doing on broadcast. I know that they're swapping some stuff around in rosters. We'll see how Mystique does this week uh, in place of Kissing. But I want to talk more about G2. Now, your upcoming opponents, Splice, Vitality, Fnatic, and Misfits. Who are you guys going to lose to next? What's your next lesson? What's, is, is it going to be like, maybe we shouldn't draft three losing lanes? Is it going to be like, maybe we shouldn't try to 2v5? Like, who, who of these four opponents, <coughs> Splice, Vitality, Fnatic, and Misfits, is, is like the most threatening at this well, point? Well, hopefully it's not Fnatic, because we really don't want to lose against Fnatic. <laughs> so we will try our hardest to win against Fnatic. 
And um, against the other ones, it doesn't matter that much. Like, I mean, still, I think we can beat everyone from those four teams. I mean, we are still a very strong team. And I honestly don't know how hard we have to misplay or how bad of a draft we have to make to lose against those teams. Because I think we have like a pretty good players that can deal with bad situations. But, you know, against Origin, for example, we, we had a really, like, really shit draft, you know, it was like really shit. Sorry, Grabs. It was really <laughs> bad. <laughs> and against, Just you put know, the Casio bot next time, for the love of God. Yeah, that was the initial plan. <laughs> yeah, there was some miscommunication plan. in the draft. Yeah, actually, it was not only about Grabs. That was like, yeah. yeah so we all take the blame for that. We, ca- we all take the blame. And then against SK, we all take the blame as well because we just threw the game and, you know, sucks. <laughs> but I think against, for example, Splice, it feels like if we, last time, we lost early game, like really hard against them. Like they were, I had a lot, like me and Rasmus were like kind of running down. But we still won the game, so I don't know how can we lose to Splice being ahead in the early game. And we are not planning to get behind because I think our early game has been like better lately. And um, when it comes to Vitality, last time we played against them, they did draft for the early game and they lost the early game. So I think I expect the game against Vitality to be much closer than it was last, last time. I think this, this team is like pretty good, but I still think their macro is not that good when they are not snowballing, you know? Nothing really changed from last year. That's how mm-hmm. I see this, this team. So I don't think we can lose against Vitality. And then, yeah, Misfits are just struggling overall. So if we don't give Hans Samad Raven, they play can win. And then the last team is Fnatic, which we really, really don't want to lose against. So either the pressure is on us and we lose because of the pressure, because we are like choking, because we really want to win, or, well, maybe we don't win in like 20 minutes, but we can still like clinch it somehow, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the closest that people, I mean, any team can g- get to beat us is probably Fnatic. I think they look the best out of the four teams that we play. And I think they ca- can kind of match us, kind of. But kind of. Yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> you have a lot of faith in that Nemesis versus Caps matchup. You think Caps, what was it last time? Very personal. It was a very, very <laughs> personal one if you want yeah. to matchup. It was personal against. All the players, he always wanted all the kills. Oh so I was like, God. oh, let me kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. That matchup's actually super hype. I don't think it's the ma- it's your final matchup. It's your second to last. Misfits is going to be your last opponent. But uh, do you feel like now you've lost two games? Are you finally getting challenged? Because we saw the SK game. It says you threw a 10K goal lead. That felt like that was on you. Origin game, you said you got this bad draft. And obviously, you guys got you did get smashed. Okay, yeah. now here here's how we're gonna approach this. I'm Ooh, gonna tell you go. guys what I think G2's biggest problem is, or one Ooh. of the biggest weaknesses, yes. and then you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. Okay. Okay, hey, Mickey, we can learn now. So let's listen. <laughs> <laughs> when I watch G2, you guys remind me so much of Edward Gaming, where you have really strong individual pieces, and you guys have been told this all the time that your your macro is shit. They don't know what they're doing. They just brute force, which I don't think is entirely true, but I. Do do you think that you guys manufacture uh, leads when you fall behind? Your strategy is to like fight or skirmish. I think you guys love to skirmish because you feel that you are always stronger in 2v2s or 3v3s. And my concern is, is that that works in the LEC because you guys understand how priority works and you will have better players most of the time when they approach these fights. But on the international stage, if you guys go to MSI, let's say you fall 
2K behind Griffin, and then you have rotation priority off of Caps. Caps calls for a skirmish, and you guys rotate over there, and you just get smashed. Then that's going to snowball really far out of control. So my concern is that you guys go back to skirmishing and to fighting or to picks to try to catch up in the game as opposed to trading objectives and trying to stall out. I don't think I've ever seen a G2 game where the plan was stall out for X item and then look for fight. I do agree. No, you're not supposed to say wrong. I mean, say wrong. Okay, I just think that we don't always get leading scrims, and when we don't, we that that is like the thing we are trying to learn. You know, like instead of fighting 24/7, we are trying to trade objectives and play slow game, and you know, not a lot of teams pushed us so far to actually play that style in LEC. And if, you know, we go to MSI, let's say, because somehow we win the spring split. And somehow, we do get, yeah. miraculously. Yeah, and we do get smashed by Griffin or any other team. Uh, hopefully not in Liquid, or, because that's a nice. So. But anyway, if, if we do <laughs> get don't. smashed, then I just think it's a process of learning as well, you know. I mean, we are still kind of a new team. Like, we all have, we, we have a lot of experienced players, but, you know, we are playing with each other for like four months now. And... Even if we lose MSI and we bring embarrassment to Europe, which we hopefully won't, then there's still worlds. And after getting beat up by the Griffin and any other team, we will actually like you know have a lot of more feedback on what the meta was or is or how should we approach the game. My tinfoil hat theory is that because um, people. It was what the plan teams from Worlds Cloud Nine and G Two that made it like the farthest versus the teams that joined at the group stage, and to me that makes a lot of sense because you have that much longer where you're playing with those scrim sets like in a different location, which was Korea. So you guys were at, had access to the solo queue. That if you take the top players in the world, you give them actual time to play on those type of practice environments that you guys will learn just as quickly but the problem is is like for msi because it's so much a shorter event that you don't get the same time where you're like a month away in worlds getting that scrim time getting that solo queue time so you have uh, a shorter period where you can hit that ceiling and that's why i'm almost afraid like i feel like if we sent g2 to worlds right now that by the end of it you guys would be fine but you're starting at such a disadvantage on a shorter time gap going to msi versus you know teams like Griffin or Invictus Gaming if they go who have been sitting on the Korean solo queue server and those types of scrims for what 10 weeks now but yeah. then at the same time I have to ask you this if we don't send G2 what team are you so confident in oh no we should only <laughs> send G2 at this point <laughs> you see no. so yeah I mean <laughs> yeah I want to touch a bit on the point where like if we get behind I think we're pretty good at seeing opportunities and like I think the last year the buzzword was the X factor. Some Ooh, people, the some X factor. The I X remember factor. the X factor. We <laughs> used that one a lot. I mean, into fishing, you enjoyed that one. So I think a lot of people in G2 have the X factor. Oh, and we can, like, I think we have really good uh, eyes for, like, seeing the right opportunity to, like, punish enemies' mistakes. And I think in EU, a lot of people do a lot of mistakes. So that's why it seems like as if we just, like, pick a lot of fights and, like, skirmish a lot. I think it's just because people are, are caught out of position. And I think we have. Good eyes, good eyes for like, seeing those opportunities, and even if we were to play, I mean, even if we were to play Griffin, we don't even know how good Griffin is because we don't really know how good LCK teams are compared to EU teams. So how dare yeah. you say that LCK is the best region in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you this because Papa Smithy told me so, and well. that's all the information <laughs> I need because he's <laughs> the best caster in the world. Well, 
Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> and uh, I do want to then like reemphasize or reemphasize that just because I think that you guys fight a lot to get back. Like there is a lot of macro that does go into setting up fights. So I do not want the Reddit community to be like, G2 are a stupid team because all they do is fight. You can fight intelligently. That's why the LPL won Worlds. <laughs> I know. I really would really love well, this I'm to be the sure next Oscar in meme. I mean, LPL won worlds also because they had Rookie and the Shy, and some other players that were really insane. Some and other they, they they just stomped every single position that there was. So you that was the other reason, you know. I, I still remember playing against IG and believing we can win, but my hopes like really went down fast, you know, as we as we played. But, but you guys lasted longer than Fnatic. Really? Yeah, props for that one. Yeah. Like whole five minutes or <laughs> no you guys actually did last longer than Fnatic when Fnatic lost to IG it was the fastest world championship we've ever had you know I didn't watch that one because <laughs> I I believe... took a nap you woke up it's all it's over <laughs> <laughs> like I believe that Fnatic can win you know like I honestly believed it because I honestly believed that we could do it as well but then I heard Fnatic was really smashed as well you know but I mean they probably didn't give the shy J's right they didn't do it yeah, they th and they still got smashed. I mean, IG was just really insane last Worlds. Like, honestly, they played really well around jungle. And it's not even about only their solo laners, but yeah, like you said, their macro game and how they choose fights and how they actually snowball their lead. So, I mean, yeah, they are really, really insane. And the KT actually won two games against them somehow. This G2 now versus the IG of that World Finals, could you beat them? I think we'll beat I them. Think, I think, okay, I don't know if we, we, we would beat them, but we could beat them. Like it would be more, okay, it would be more possible than back then for sure. Because we, I, I feel like we are a way stronger team and we have way better grasp of the meta as well than we had back then. I mean, at least, yeah, the, the Jace really hurts me because in the third game that Jace was banned, we actually did well in the early game, but then we, maybe we already broke down mentally and instead of somebody in the game, we threw it back to, to IG. So I think it's, it, it would be way more possible right now than it was back then. It's like my favorite type of bullshit question because there's just like no way to answer. There's this. absolutely yeah, no it's, way. It's, it's, it's like when people really want to compare Griffin and G2 together. They're like, look at how good Griffin are. They're smashing LCK. It's like, that doesn't, what does that mean? But I was That's so like when people hype up the Flash Wolves because they're like 28 and 0 in the LMS. Like, that's the most top heavy region <laughs> in the world. How can you possibly use that as an argument? But I do think it's a fun comparison because I think there's a lot of correlations in terms of like the player strength. I think Rookie has or at the time had a higher ceiling than Caps, but it's close. I think Ning is hyper inconsistent, showed up in the world final, didn't show up in group stage, and Yankos is having, I'm gonna pretend that Yankos isn't here, like having the best split that he's had in a while. Really, yeah, really good. <laughs> really, some really questionable Elise Tower dives. Did I? Oh, the, yeah, okay, the one where you went into the air and came aggro, down and, and had tower aggro. Out. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, that was a tough one. We we take it as a team. <laughs> against Excel? Was uh, it Excel? I don't remember. You were diving. Was it? Was it that was Galio. It was top lane. It was top lane. It was you. It was yes. And then it was, was Jarvan Elise top. Wonder had tower aggro. You were pelled up and then oh, came, that that came down and got <laughs> tower aggro and had to flash. Actually, I played that horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I played did something really bad, didn't I? I mean, you you lived. I think. Wait, right? what, what? But did we kill Sauce? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you. But did. you had to burn flash. Yeah, you had to burn I flash did. I have when to you burn. didn't. Yeah, you, you killed him, but you had to burn your flash, and you just repelled for no reason. Yeah. 
You repelled for no reason. <laughs> you came down, had well, tower I, aggro, I really had the want flash. to rewatch it now because now it's like everyone said I'm like it was really, really boosted and I don't remember, so I really need to. This see is it. what you'll watch and you'll be like, oh, I thought I had tower aggro, but Wonder had it, and that will be the end of the story. Oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> it happened, yeah. Yeah. Um, focusing back on the LEC playoffs, obviously right around the corner. Wait, I wasn't done. You're not done. You no. Okay. I thought we were just flaming. So I think Yankos is more consistent than Ning was. Got it. Caps and Rookie are close, but I would have given it to Rookie. I actually think that Mickey and Perks are better than Balan and Jackie Love. I do agree with that. <laughs> Jackie Love had a great like Balan and Jackie Love ramped up. You probably saw them at their best form, but everyone also needs to remember in group stage when they were flashing forward and feeding, that also happened a lot. <laughs> Speaking of flashing forward and feeding. <laughs> that SK game uh, and Wonder and Wait, the who Sean who were you flaming there I couldn't tell I, I was, was flaming the bot lane oh, Wait. Okay. but Mickey wasn't really the problem that's oh. right <laughs> well <Luca. laughs> called out I could have actually won the game if IQ flashed on Jinx when she was chasing us but you yeah. mean on the inhib fight yeah when she like chased us off and yeah my Q flash was ready but yeah and um I'm still gonna give the shy over Wonder right now Although I did like that Wonder was playing Camille at the World Championship. And like no one else was. Or at least not in the top lane as much. There so we go. Now I'm done. <laughs> a five game series for Oscar. And if you had to predict our fake totally made up series. Clearly G2. There you go. <laughs> and you said that not under duress. Not at all, dear fans. Okay, so back to the LEC now. Uh, so obviously best of one is... I don't know. Best of one is weird. <laughs> Best of one is a format, right? Like, it's good for regular season. <laughs> what do you mean? Best of one's the greatest format ever. Best of one is great because it leaves questions. That was the problem with best of three. Best of, if one team was completely dominant in best of three, you're like, well, they're going to destroy in best of five because guess what? It's the same thing. I like best of one because it leaves questions to be answered. I now, like best of one because it's easy to schedule around. Also very easy to schedule. Yes, and we don't have to watch like three hours of really bad matchups, which, oh. I mean, that, that is no. the most important thing. <laughs> that's the big thing. Everyone's like, I wish it was best of three. I'm like, do you really want a best yeah, of three between thing, Excel like, and Rogue? I want a Fnatic G2 best of three twice. Are you kidding me? I'm like, but do you want a Rogue Excel best of three twice? <laughs> I would love nope. it. Low-key, actually, that game was pretty hype. I remember <laughs> Origin Rocket that went to three games, I think, and it was so hype. It was like a 60-minute game, I think. It was so insane with Zeke. I would love three games of that again. Well, I fair. think it was, what was it? 2017 or something? Yeah. I, I didn't yeah, remember it watching it as well because I think we were about to play after them and the games are like insanely <laughs> long and they're like just hugging towers for 60 minutes. It was, oh my, it was really This crazy. was like five ZZ Rot days where it was just like everyone had a ZZ Rot. Oh my God. Oh. Well, now the games are kind of short. So even if we would have BO3s, I don't... I would not assume that people could stall for 60 minutes. I think it's pretty impossible with the current meta. Like at least 45 maybe is like possible, but like 60 is like way too much. So but you I still like the B1s. Now it's that just... you've said that, we're going to have like a 65 minute game this weekend. Please not. Who's Spice Point? Maybe. <laughs> oh, actually, we're playing Spice this week actually. <laughs> okay. And no. we have to work on our late game macro. So you might expect that. You, might, okay. you can expect that. So going into best of five where things start to change. Um, Generally, you guys feel like no one's that scary in best of one. Is there any team that, like, in best of five you think becomes a lot stronger, that is, like, a lot better team in best of five than they would be in best one? Yeah, but you're not supposed to go first. Let them say it first. Yeah, I think Origins. I think Origins. <laughs> okay, I just think, okay, honestly, I think Origins are a really good team. Yeah. And so it's not even about facing them in a BO5. It's purely about facing them. No matter if it's BO5, BO1, BO5, BO3, whatever. 
it's still, they are still like a good team, you know. So it seems like they improved a lot throughout the split. And right now they play good macro, they play a good early game. They don't give up leads easily. And I think this team will be my team to go to be in the final, you know. If, if I wouldn't choose G2 to be in the final, like let's say I'm just someone else, and then, then I would choose Origin as like at least one of the teams that would make it to the finals at least right now, you know. Choose both. Or, or I can choose both <laughs> as well, yeah. And then except for them, I don't think there's like a team that would benefit from BO5 more. Maybe Fnatic, maybe not. Because right now it seems like they're doing a lot in the early game to clinch their wins because they would give up leads, but now they they tend to get leads level one, you know. They, they cheese a lot. And if they do cheese a lot every game in BO5, maybe they can get a lead. And I do also think they're improving quite heavily right now. But I don't know how, how strong would they be in actual BO5, you know. I mean, everyone mm. always says that Fnatic has a playoff buff, so it could be the case, could be not. Their plot armor is real strong. That's all I'll say. It is pretty hard to get rid of Fnatic. I mean, I really want race. to face them in the final. Like, honestly, if I could choose, like, a team I want to face in the final, it would be Fnatic. Is because this just, like, really vengeance I, for Yankos? Yeah, for Spring Fleet last year. I mean, how many times have you lost to Fnatic in best of fives over your career? Oh, oh. well, I lost a lot of times to Fnatic overall. Like, in BO5s, BO1s, just, I always remember losing to Fnatic. One time we won in 2016, it was... Was it third place or gone where you guys won? Actually, you know what? I don't think we won. <laughs> okay. Wait, I know, yeah, that was 3-2. Fnatic 3-2, do you? Oh, it was Summer Split. <laughs> we won in Summer Split against Fnatic. I think it was Summer Split, and... Thanks to that, we went to semifinals, and then we lost to Splice, and then we won against UL, and then we won to, <laughs> we, we did go to Worlds, you know? It was yeah. like that roster. So we d I did win one BO5 against Fnatic, and I think that's it. But I probably lost way more than that. Good old forgiven. Coming through. Yeah. The greatest plot, I would love a G2 Fnatic finals, like at this point. Cause you just, like, you just, the... Really, like, I swear to God we don't script it, but sometimes this stuff just happens. N not every championship is created equal, and the fact that G2 have never had to go through an at-power fanatic when taking a final is pretty crazy. So. I mean, that would be the hype. Oh, be the hype. thanks for that and viewership. <laughs> if fanatic wins 3-2, I would like... Oh, my God. Okay, we will don't, do we don't, will. Yeah, don't tilt yourself before it happens. Like, <laughs> clean, clean you can jinx them, you can jinx them, so it's fine. Yeah, 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 They're going to win. I mean, I would never assume that they would win against us. I just it will not happen. But I know that people on Reddit and all the Fnatic fans would want it. You're worried about the memes more than anything is what you're worried yeah, about. Yeah, probably, you know. Like, there would be, like, so much, like, stuff going on about, like, us and Fnatic if, if we would lose, you know. So we can't lose to them. There's just oh. no way. Brutal. Um, next up, I want to do a segment called Overhyped Underrated. Uh, if you've been watching the podcast for a while, we used to do it all the time back when our episodes were two hours long. Uh, in the, idea, in the spirit of keeping them more digestible, we've cut it out of some episodes, but I do want to bring it back. And I asked everyone ahead of time to pick a, a player that they thought was overhyped or underrated. And as a heads up, dear audience, everyone has picked overhyped. So this is going to be a negative little, uh, <laughs> little time here on the Euphoria podcast. Uh, and I'll go first to kick it off. And then from there, anyone else can go in whatever order we, we see fit. I'm going to say uh, Gorilla, Misfit Support, Super overhyped. Now, maybe I was wrong in assuming this, but when he came in, I was like, this guy's like supposed to be one of the great minds of League of Legends. You know, like when I think of Nate, like Korean supports, he's like not obviously not Mata tier, Mata being one of the big ones, but he's like mad life tier for me, where he's like got some kind of legacy that is impressive that I was excited about. Him and Prey were legendary. I thought he was going to come into this Misfits lineup with Han Sama, and he was like, they were going to have like this, ooh, they could be like aggressive like Han Sama or really smart and tactical like Prey and Gorilla. I thought he was going to like 
this whole roster was going to be like rebuilt in the image of like brilliant Korean macro and you know, ever since that Tom Kench game, I've like I've started to see. I like it's like the truth was re- was pulled, like the veil was removed from my <laughs> eyes after that time. And like that is that game was the start. But since then, it has been not great, pretty consistently. And if you look back, I start to see the holes more and more, where it's just like Gorilla is not winning anything for his team. He's kind of he's chilling, and he has some really great moments. Uh, you know, oftentimes set up by other people. He has had his moments, but definitely I thought this guy was going to be like a huge game changer. And now I feel like he's a middle of the pack support, which is not what I would ever expect from a team who's going to import an, a legacy name like Gorilla. Well, to be honest, the Tom Kenji game was against Blitzcrank, and that's, I think that's pretty hard to play. But True. overall, I agree. I, I mean, he used to be like my idol, kind of, when he was in Korea, and he was like the one I looked up to. And I was really hyped when he, he I heard he was coming to EU. And then after we scrimmed them a bit, I was like, okay, he's good, but he's not as insane as I thought he was. And then after scrimming them, I mean, but I just thought maybe, like, he didn't get used to his team yet and like, stuff like that. But yeah, after scrimming them a bit more, he's, like, good, but it's not, like, something insane that I thought he would be. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion about Gorilla. <laughs> I mean, I, I know he was really hyped, but never, but I guess he's not that insane. And it could be maybe communication difficulties that comes with playing in a new team and not speaking like the same language because I know that they have someone who translates for him and except for it could be you know homesick you know maybe he's just not used to environment yet or maybe he he is actually really used to environment but like he kind of misses Korea could be a lot of things you know Mm -hmm. because for me for example Wadid was playing pretty well in G2 but I think this year he was been really underwhelming in in rogue so you know i, I know what it could get homesick during his stay in g2 so maybe it could be similar to gorilla and mm-hmm. overall the koreans that that come here to play and but i don't really care about that my overrated player oh here we go is, uh, <laughs> is bipo i actually think i mean okay so they did go to world finals with fanatic and back like during worlds bipo was like getting hyped as the best Western player, uh, excuse me, the best top laner, like the best Western top laner of like, you know, of worlds, like better than Likorish, better than Wunder, better than Soas, like whoever. But for me, like how I see him is that he really needs a lot of jungle attention because when he plays a matchup that doesn't win and doesn't get jungle attention, we saw him losing a lot of matchups this year. Like I think people has been performing really like bad or at least not good if if i wouldn't say bad and if he had either a bad matchup or jungle broxa wouldn't help him he would never win his lane he would always go behind in cs and right now he's performing well like the last three or four fanatic games uh, they had he has been performing really well but that's also because they went back to style where they go three men top level three or three men top level five or three men top level seven and they always give a lead to bipo and I do agree that when Bipo has a lead, he knows how to snowball it, he knows how to play with lead, he knows how to move it around the map. But I think a player has more to it than just playing from ahead, you know, just playing when being ahead. And I think Bipo doesn't play well when he's like 5-5 five five or from behind. Yeah, for me, um, I will say that I've noticed that he doesn't lose super gracefully, which I always think can be a really big strength of a top winner. When you're picked into a losing matchup or the enemy team has more jungle pressure, you can like 
When Bobo loses lane, you definitely notice there's a lot of discrepancies. Uh, and there's an interview a while back where he was talking about, like, you know, it doesn't really matter if you make me go 20, 30 CS down in lane. Like, I, I will still contribute value to the team. And, like, if that means my team is getting something else on the map, then that's okay. Um, but my concern is, is that, like, is it ever, like, how, how much of a lead is too much of a lead? Or how much of a deficit is too big of a deficit where you're just like, that should never happen. It doesn't matter how atrocious this matchup is in the top lane. Like, is it like 30 CS? Is it like 40 CS? Is it like, is there like a threshold where you're like, I don't care if you've got, I can't even think of a bad matchup. Give me a bad matchup in top lane. I disagree, so I can't. Yeah, I think it's really matchup dependent, but. And I think yeah. Whippo has actually taken like, oh, I almost said something inappropriate, has taken the raw end of a lot of matchups recently mm -hmm. to go CS down. I think that I would agree with Yankos' point back in like world finals, because you shouldn't fall, what, he was like 06 in that final at some point. And that should not happen. But I think recently, Fnatic's problems have been more tuned to like, and I'm not putting this on Broxa, but this could be team comms, but like no one was getting anything on the other side of the map. So if Whippo does fall down like 30, 40 CS and nothing else happens, then it's really easy to look at Whippo and be like, WTF happened here. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's supposed to play out like that because he's been playing, he was playing a lot of tank matchups and just like getting destroyed. Well, I remember them picking on against us when we had Jace. So that yeah. was not a great example. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I think dying against, was it Urgot against Sion? I mean, he was playing Sion against Urgot against yeah. OS. I'm not sure if he was supposed to die when he won in that matchup, but... I'm okay. I, I know this matchup is for sure better for Urgot, especially back then, because, well, Urgot is just, you know, he can just kill you at level 6, but for sure this is like a matchup to go. In NA, for example, they always would pick that, but NA is a bit different. And in you, it would be always considered that you can just pick Sion and you can maybe go 10 CS or 15 CS behind, but you are fine online. You will not die, you will just farm and you will scale. You will be a tank. But Bipo was just dying. That's fair. Yeah, and to be fair, Soas had a really clean play there. He, I think he got he got level six off minion dematerializer, and then like instantly went for the snap. Yeah, all I mean Soas was playing yeah. really well. It's true. Like back then, misfits were not performing. Like I think back then, still they didn't perform as insane, but like Soas really fun. like played well to the game. But I mean, yeah, I mean I don't hate Beep or anything, you know. Just I, I think he is not as good as people made him out to be. Well, I'm excited. Uh, who wants to go next? I think this is one of those things where we've we've picked all three players of like high expectations because I'm about to reveal my player. Like you picked Gorilla and he was supposed to be like this legacy top winner or legacy support. You picked Whippo and he was like so many World LEC finalist. fans. Yeah, we're like he's the greatest top laner to ever play in Europe. As literally so as is sitting on the bench behind him. I was just like someone who was there. Um, and I'm actually gonna go Ignar and I think this is probably the most controversial I'd say out of the, the players because um, Ignar had like a really strong start but I think why I feel like he's really overhyped right now is that it almost feels like Ignar has lost a lot of his confidence so we had those crazy blitzcrank games that really put Gorilla in perspective for you and you had like Ignar playing like the Thresh he was having Thresh band against him he was playing the blitzcrank it looked like yes this guy's gonna step up he's gonna make the plays and now he's just on Tom Kench duty and nothing against Tom Kench but I almost feel like I watch Gorilla and Ignar play, and I'm like, how much are they still talking to their LCK counterparts? Because in LCK, Tom Kench is like the big deal, and they pick that champion every time. And in LEC, I just hate it. I'm like, just don't do it. There's like too much of disparity between so many of our players on so many of our teams. Just go for the big play. Grab the, excuse me. <laughs> just go, Fiddlesticks. go for the fiddlesticks play. <laughs> <laughs> and be the playmaker. And so for Ignar to come in um, 
alongside Upset, I gave him, like, I think this is the best bot lane in the LEC, and all of the bot lanes improved, and now to see Ignar um, get constantly, there was that Shin game where he was constantly caught out of position, um, it just happened most recently this weekend, where, again, like, Ignar's somewhere where he shouldn't be, and that doesn't necessarily always fall on him, his team could be telling him to do something, but Ignar does not look in step with Shalka. And I think one of the reasons why they are falling down is if someone's going to take responsibility, it should be Memento or Abadage because that's the nature of the roles. But I think when Memento and Ignar were doing it, that's when Shalka were successful. And now that they've stopped, I think you have to put a magnifying glass on Ignar. Mm. Mickey, as a fellow support player, fellow playmaking support player, thoughts on? Well, yeah, I also think uh, both him and Upset were the strongest at the start. But ever since then, ever, I think the Fnatic game that they played Thresh, Kai'Sa did that sick play. Oh, on that the was shield. so oh, gross so on the spell shield. After, after that, they got really, really overhyped, I think. Because ever, ever since that game, they were like, oh, these guys are so insane. But all it takes is one play, man. Yeah, but whenever we played them, they were really underwhelming, at least compared to Scrims. I think in Scrims, <coughs> they were still performing well. But on stage, when they played against us, they didn't really do much. They were just, yeah, just there, kind of. <laughs> Just drink out of the carafe for us. <laughs> you <laughs> think that's your carafe? Just, 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 just to be, just to be clear here, I was given a separate water bottle, so this entire carafe could that's be yours? for Roscarin. Have you been drinking out of this too? <laughs> I spilled. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I mean, it's, it makes me sad because I like actually was really excited about Ignar coming back, and I think that obviously the moments like the Kaisa Thresh play are, are insane, and those are the moments that I wanted, and so he's kind of delivered in that capacity, but I do feel that, yeah, Schalke as a whole is just collapsing so quickly. Uh, Mickey, who's your player, buddy? Mickey's well, got a good one. <laughs> so for my player that is overrated, I picked Attila. I'm not sure if he's actually overrated by the community, but he's definitely overrated by himself. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I love it. I absolutely. <laughs> I think for how good he is in general, he really like talks too much about how good he is himself. I think my best example would be the first game against Splice when he played Vayne against Silver Brom, and he died twice in lane to a Brom Silver as Vayne, which is not possible, I think. And then he somehow got three items, and then in the last team fight he got Zach ulted into Silver. And killed him in three shots, and I said, "Oh, I'm so damn fiddle good at fiddling. Fiddlesticks good. Fiddlesticks good at this game." <laughs> I was like, "What are you saying?" Like that was like, "What?" <laughs> and then ever since then, like even when he played against Upset recently, when he beat them, I don't think he was that insane. I think Shocky just as a team was like really bad. I don't think he did anything special. He had the last fight, he ulted into them and flashed them, and he was really fed. So, but yeah, I think even when we played against them, he didn't really do much. He, they played Lucian Brom against Ezreal Thresh and lost both of their flashes level 2. So I don't think that's supposed to happen. That's definitely not supposed to happen. But then, yeah, then the Lantern bug happened again to us and we died. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, that's why I think he's a bit overhyped. I'll say, because I don't want to, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on Attila because some names, to me, he looks really good and some games he looks like he's trolling. Um, I will agree completely on the Splice game in the sense that that entire team fight, if you watch it back, is literally just like, how can we set, like, Spice are like, how can we set Vayne up to look good? First, let's throw two tanks into her <laughs> who do no damage with her build that is literally designed to destroy tanks. That's, he had Gwinsu's and he had a Blade. Rage Blade, and then he had whatever his third item oh. is. At that point, no one cares what the third item is. Gwinsu's Rage Blade is the same item. But yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Basically, he destroys them, is then fighting the Sivir, 
and the Sivir is like winning the exchange, and then gets the Zackalt comes in to bring him into the Sivir just so he can finish it off, and it's it's like you're walking forward with the sword, and people are just falling into it. You know what I mean? Like you are not swinging it, you are not doing. People are just <laughs> walking it. into it. You're like, oh, okay, there's another one. Just just line up. We'll just make a shish kebab splice. Like that play as an example of good play was not there. Like overall, he recovered well in that game, but that one play does always tilt me when people bring it up as this like giant highlight reel. Has I mean, had good moments. I liked the Schalke play from the Kaisa. Even if he was make, mega fed at that point, I still thought that was hype, but yeah. But I agree the splice play was I think it's fair to say that if you swapped Attila for a different ADC on Vitality, they would probably still be where they are in terms of results. Like I don't I like Attila's bravado. I think his playstyle. I personally find it fun because I like people that just go in to just murder people. Um, but like Attila and Jack Troll, for me, have not been fundamental reasons why Vitality are where they are. It's been Cabochard and Shizuke and Mowgli. Yeah, I agree. Pretty um, accurate, I would say. I mean, I think maybe also Attila gets hyped a lot. That's how I feel, and maybe that's why in the game against Schalke, he, you, you could say he kind of popped off or he played good because he was really hyped to beat Upset, you know, because they had this like rivalry between themselves, and I'm sure he did watch the hype video where Upset called him some names, you know. So um, I think when he's playing from behind or when he can get hyped up in game, he is not playing that well. And I do agree that he rates himself a bit higher than he should be rating himself. Can I do one underrated player really fast? Yeah, you can do one underrated player. So I would put underrated as G2 Perks. I think everyone is like kind of flaming him. Because like, for example, the last Kaisa game or something like that. Or that he can't play AD carries or crit AD carries, which I strongly disagree with. I think he plays AD carries better than most LC players. And considering that he only played AD for, I don't know, two months or something, three months maybe. I think it's, it's pretty crazy that he's already, I would already put him as number one because I think he picks up so many champs and he can play so many more champs than all, all other LEC AD carries. So I think he has an advantage in that. And he can also play standard AD carries, which we might or might not have shown yet. But yeah, so there was a silver game and the <laughs> Kaisa game that we lost and he was both playing Creed AD, so that's why people have like a bad opinion on it. But I think both of these games wasn't really his fault. So. Yeah, and I think all other LEC AD carries can't really play. I mean, actually, I think a lot of LEC AD carries just like don't auto attack, and he auto attacks a lot, which I like. He like plays to his limits, and that wins you games instead of people just like standing still and like some farming. And then if then becomes comes in on a screen, then he attacks <laughs> him a few times. Well, not just steal back, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Perks is. But yeah, good. that's my point. <laughs> I don't know if we are in position <laughs> to like. He's a support now. I fine. don't know if we are in position to hype up Perks because we are in the same team, you know. Well, he's but underrated. I would, I would agree with Mickey. I, I mean, like, look, obviously people should take take it with a grain of salt because it's coming from you guys. And you might be, no I hate to all. break it to you, a little biased. No bias. <laughs> no bias at all. You get to see <laughs> every objective. scrim game where he pops off, and that's going to build a lot more confidence than uh, anything else. But I like that you're standing up for your teammate. I think people are just looking for a weakness on G2. I mean, I'm looking for a weakness on G2, other than you randomly throw the games sometimes and get yeah. smashed and draft that one game. Our macro knowledge is our weakness. <laughs> <laughs> and I draft sometimes. The draft one, I mean, to be fair, there's at least a sample size for the draft one. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so there's some flame and a little bit of G2 positivity to end it out. I was really hoping you weren't going to pick a G2 player to praise, just so we'd get a little bit more praise for somewhere else. Yeah, I was like really curious who would you talk about, and then you said G2 players. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> uh, the last thing. Now, the final section of this show is Twitter questions, and it's all about anime. So if you're not a weeb, I'm, I'm sorry. This is not a segment for you, but... <laughs> In respect to you, we will, get, we will do our bet now so that if you decide you do not want to participate in this section, you don't have to. Um, you should, because anime is really great, but uh, fiddlesticks and good, some would say. Well, bye-bye, Wunder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that. That's going to be in the questions. But first off, we have a bet now. Uh, the stakes are winning the split. For G2, Frostgren has already got one bet going in favor of G2. She will now have a second bet going against them, <laughs> as is the nature of being a euphoria podcast host. You don't get to make your own decisions. The bet demands a decision, Frostgren. You're now betting against G2. It's G2 versus everyone. G2 win the split. Mm-hmm. This is this is once again we've agreed on these stakes prior, so I'm just going to run it out for you guys. If G2 win the split, Frostgren and I will be wearing cosplay to the G2 fan meeting to support their victory. Actually, I think the Cash fan meeting is right next to it, so we won't spoil yours, but we will be wearing KDA cosplay. Uh, now, the thing is, is we're not going to get four cosplays because in the event that G2 loses, they're also going to cosplay. After losing the finals, they will go to their fan meet in KDA cosplay. And I'm not talking about gender-bent KDA cosplay. I'm talking we're going to do our best sneaky impression for these boys and for myself. Uh, and because... Um, you know, we're a small indie games company. Also, cosplays are really hard to make and take a lot of time. We're going to share. So if me and uh, my boy Yankos over here, we're going to be Evelyn. Uh, so if Yankos loses, he'll be Evelyn. If Yankos wins, I'll be Evelyn. And <laughs> Frostgren and Mickey are going to be uh, Akali. That sounds really spicy. It's going to be good. I think, do you want to add the dance, too? We talked about the yeah, dance. Yeah, do done. the dance. I'm Okay, so I'm really bad at dancing. So we're doing it. Like, really bad. Like I you have to do can. a dance in your cosplay. Let's say 15-second like Instagram story. Just share it with the world. Oh, well, gotta, I really want to. Okay. And, and, like and announce that you lost the bet. Yeah, I mean, okay, I will, I will do it if we do bet on it. I hope I don't lose finals, though. So we, all, all I, mean, I have to do good is just win finals. Fine. I'd be excited for you, but no bias. So <laughs> I'd also really love to see you dressed up as Evelyn. So really, either way, I, I win. Yeah, just I mean, from an outside sure, perspective. Let's, let's <laughs> a smile well. on your face. Or I get to see you really sad dancing as <laughs> Evelyn. God, that's so messed up. This like, is why the stakes are good. It's like, uh, while it does not look likely that we'll win, on the off chance that we do, this is... I just want to make it clear. If I, if I win this bet, I don't have to get a tattoo. But I do, do have, have to, to dress up like a collie. <laughs> and, and if, if I lose, lose this bet... <laughs> I don't get to dress up like a collie, and I do have to get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You don't win? <laughs> There's no way you win! That's the game here. Can't lose either. (laughs) (laughs) Ours has midriff. (laughs) I hope you're ready for the gym. Yeah, you have an you have uh, an advantage, Frostgren. I will say. What's my advantage? I know you're a female cosplaying a female character. I just feel like that gives you a natural edge. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not okay to say. You haven't seen my happy trail yet. Oh my god! No god! No! Stop! (laughs) Anime. I asked you guys for anime questions. Many of you took to Twitter. Many of you gave me really intense anime questions. I'm going to go for some of the softer oh, ones. Oh, don't read Andy Day. I won't read Andy. <laughs> I don't need to know. Like, we're not going to go, is who, Sundir, whatever, 
my Oni-chan. Like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> we'll get an Oni-chan one in there because that's obviously very Kitty Yankos. But like, to those of you who are hardcore, I respect you immensely. But I do want to keep this for like the surface level weebs because I consider myself a surface level weeb. I am a I am a sword art weeb, not a I really like the animation of this director or this kind of character kind of weeb. So. But I'm like kind of hidden weeb. I know this. You're not like, hidden. Uh, like okay, we're so, exposing you right now. Okay, you exposed me. And I exposed myself before, but you would not guess I watch anime if I wouldn't tell you. That's true. And I wouldn't have guessed it for Mickey. Also, either, I'm not like. Wait, look at shirt. his shirt. I mean, yeah, but he. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Bakugo shirt. Let's just appreciate that. <laughs> favorite anime. I'll find someone who asked the question. So let's just start with the baseline. Yanko's favorite anime and why. Emil. I'm just gonna say Emil. You have four names on your Twitter name at G Jessing S. Well. Mickey, can you start? Wait, uh, yeah, sure. Favorite anime start. and why? Mickey, you can start. So I have a bunch I, of them. Yeah, oh, you just pick okay, one. You don't pick have one a bunch. To start. I know your anime. Pick one. I will tell everyone if you don't. Okay, so my number one is probably Code Geass, The Lucia of the Rebellion. You might have seen it. Yeah. Have you? Would that have been your answer? Did you actually know his favorite anime? Um, yes, because he really synergy. talks about it like every time. Oh, and you haven't seen it yet. Like have every you? time we talk about like anime, because I didn't watch Code Geass, and every time Stop. I ask for like anime to watch or. We are talking about anything, or like Luca is kind kind of turning weep with caps as well. So every time they they are looking for something to watch, then he is always talking about Code Geass. And even Wunder, who hates anime, knows it. <laughs> knows that his favorite anime is Code Geass. That's how much he loves it. Okay, I mean it's not that much, but yeah, it's the best one because I think the plot is really insane, and I like all the like the mind games kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. like Death Note, but better. I yeah. Think. And it's the first anime that made me very emotional after I watched it, a specific scene. So that's why, yeah, it kind of stayed as my favorite. I feel you, dude. I feel like it, anime gets me real emotional, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Frost, Frostrun, you're kind of, you're left out. So before we go to Yankos, do you have any, I mean, I know you have a ton of animation experience, like actually went to school for animation. Do you have any any anime background outside of you did say Sword Art Online was trash to us behind the stage. <laughs> I did actually, and I stand by it's that. It's kind of trash. It's really fun, and I love it, but it is kind of trash. Uh, I mean, I watched anime when I was like a kid. I watched the Gundam Seed and Outlaw Star and Tenchi Muyo and oh yeah, classics. Uh, I think the most recent one I watched is Darker Than Black and oh, Attack good. on Titan. Darker Than Black. Darker Than good. Black was great. I love that one. And Full Metal Alchemist. Ooh, Full Metal Alchemist. Did you watch Brotherhood or the other one? I haven't seen Brotherhood, but I did read the manga. Oh, oh. Well, we, well, there we go, folks. I did not think we were there. That's, that's good, Frosco. <laughs> you read the manga. That's like the Trump. You're like, yeah, but the manga yeah, was yeah. better. And I'm like, I can't beat that. <laughs> You're like a level three weeb. Like, I'm like, I'm like, toe -to -toe with that. <laughs> uh, Yankos, what's your favorite? Okay, so I was thinking about it, and I wanted to say Death Note or Face the Night series, Ooh. but I think I'll go with Dragon Ball. Because that's Ooh, how okay. I was... Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I could say Dragon Ball Z, I guess, but I still watch the series. So mm -hmm. I would just say overall Dragon Ball because I, how I started to watch anime is actually Dragon Ball. It was on TV and it was in French. I think... Like it was in, 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 okay, so it, they would talk in French, but it was with Polish dubbing. So you could hear French and like in the background and then you could hear Polish because th that's how like... It was transmitted in Poland, you know? It was kind of weird. But I was watching it every time before kindergarten. And, well, it just stayed that way. And then, you know, I watched it through my childhood. 
And then Naruto came in. I also watched Naruto from my childhood. And it's okay, let it out. But yeah, still Dragon Ball. I, I just I just like it. And, you know, I know, I just like it. I like, that's why I like anime that's more about fighting as well. Because in Dragon Ball, there's like a lot of flashy scenes. And, you know, Vegeta never gives up. And, he's, you know, he's chasing like the dream. And he's always weaker than Goku. Because Goku is very talented. And he doesn't need to practice as much. But Vegeta is trying very hard. All right, all I right. love Vegeta and stuff. Yeah. And there's so many questions here. Everyone at home, thank you so much for submitting these. But just to follow up there, Dragon Ball Z, who's, if you had to establish characters for your team, and try, we'll try to do this quickly. Who so gets to be Goku? Questions. Who's Goku? Who's Vegeta? Who's Gohan? Krillin? Gohan. Who's Krillin? Someone has to be Someone Krillin. Someone has oh, to be Krillin. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> okay, Grabs is Krillin. Can I Grabs as Krillin? <laughs> can I oh, no it? one wants to be Krillin. Okay, if, okay, okay. Grabs is Krillin because he's like our weakest. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just Bro, kidding. I, my biggest thing is I think I think Caps is obviously Goku. No, Gohan's the more powerful one. It's, Caps no, has to no, be Gohan. No, 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 no. You really? stopped watching. I'm still, they, they gave up on that. They tried to make Gohan the main character. <laughs> and then people didn't like Gohan, so Goku became more powerful again. I know. I'm sorry. It happened. Everyone thought Gohan was going to happen. It didn't happen. No one likes Gohan. Yeah, I mean, if you like put it this way, then I guess you would put Caps as Goku because he's Perks just pretty Vegeta. good. So oh, that would put Perks as Vegeta because they did have rivalry between themselves and now they joined forces. Are you Piccolo? You mentored? Well, no, because he's really useless. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be useless. So um, I would put Krillin as, yeah, Grabs. Who gets to be Bulba? Bulba? <laughs> Yeah. Bulma. 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 This shows how much oh. I know. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. So, so, so let's like try to do it like the, the useful people because Bulma is not really that useful. Okay. Okay. Bulma is uh, Mickey because what? Bulma is. If Perks is like <laughs> Vegeta, then like you are Bulma because you are his wife, because you are like his support, you know? So See? it makes sense that you support him. Jacobs gets it. Thank you. I wanted to be like Jiren or something. You, yeah, I mean, okay. everyone wants to be Jiren, but don't okay. go. Are you gonna go into super like that? Jiren like, is like uh, the shy, you know. He's just waiting. There. Okay. <laughs> or, or, or rookie, I don't know. And um, yeah, I would be probably some like, I know, Piccolo or Gohan or yeah. I mean, all of them are useless. <laughs> so could I choose? You know, I would be just some useless guy like running around Free and like being weak. I don't know. Uh, or yeah, and then maybe and and Wunder is. I, I don't know who is Wunder. Let, let's say Wunder Freezer. is... Freezer. Okay, villain. yeah, Wunder is like the villain. <laughs> because he doesn't stoic. like whip, uh, whip stuff. So. <laughs> you could be Majin Buu after the Buu saga. Majin He's actually Majin Buu. You're actually Majin Buu. <laughs> okay, no. I take it. Lock in Zack, pink skin next game. Yeah. Oh, don't oh, say that. Oh, my team does like that. <laughs> so like borderline that. copyright infringement, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I no. like Sailor Moon. What are the Sailor yeah. Moon questions? Ah, let's. Ooh, Sailor Moon oh. questions. You can be Neptune. I'll be Uranus. They can Uranus. be <laughs> <laughs> Uranus. Okay, wait. Hold on. Okay, at uh, Rio Anime at Kawaii Rio. Uh, so wants to ask. There's two part question. Do you enjoy ram romance anime, and if so, which ones? I'm gonna let you. If you want to answer that, you can. But more importantly, have you ever cried over an anime, and if so, which one? In okay, I moment? did not cry over anime ever, ever in my life. But I also did not cry over a movie or over a lot of stuff in my life. I just don't. Do you cry at real stuff? Like, do you ever do? Like, are you a guy who cries ever? Out of curiosity. <laughs> uh, 
because yes. of emotions? Yeah, because of emotions. No, like, are you? No, really? I'm not. I'm not like that emotional. You're heartless. Okay. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> that's fine. Because like, I don't cry at real life stuff. Like, someone can be having a traumatic event. I'm like, wow, that's really tough. But like, a character in anime dies, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> oh, their life was so short. <laughs> Creation of some Japanese man. <laughs> okay, so should I get started then? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, is it a list? <laughs> Let's get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so, yeah. for romance stuff. So, like, a, like counts as slice of life, kind of? Yeah, yeah, slice of life. So, Klanat. You watch Klanat? No. So, that was one of them that I cried. Is a slice lot. of life like a genre? Yeah, it's just, kinda, like, yeah. It's just like about life. Just yeah. Like so, that's like feeling. Fruit Basket? Not sure I didn't watch it. I don't remember Fruit Basket. Fruit ba- I've seen the cover for Fruit Basket, though, and I assume Fruit Basket is in that genre. Okay. So, yeah, for romance, I would probably put Klanat. Um, and yes, I did cry multiple times. <laughs> um, it was like. It was one, one specific scene in the second season, after story, that, uh, yeah, even if I was like, even if I rewatched the scene after that five times, I always cried. It was really, really sad. <laughs> and then, uh, what else was there? There was Violet Evergarden, and there was like, it's 12 episodes anime, and episode six, seven, eight, nine, it was all really sad, so I cried during all of them. I watched it last year in Misfits, and I was like just sitting in my PC and like looking around, like, no, I shouldn't. I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also because in Misfits you are losing, so probably like yeah. it was a lot of emotions, you know. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. My team. And then Code Geass, I already mentioned. Code Geass had some emotional moments as well. Uh, you don't have to list them all. I'll be honest. I just it's good <laughs> to know. There's a lot of them. Let go. I, okay. Yes. <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. Okay. I Bring cried on that one too. Okay. You know which scene I'm talking about? Yo, uh, God. So. Yeah. Oh, this. There's a couple, but yeah. Okay, so the one where uh, it's starting to rain. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, that one. Oh my god. Um, and then it's an yeah, iconic I scene. I think that's where it ends. That might hope. be an original. Oh, too. One Piece, also One Piece. I mean, yeah, I never got into okay. One Piece. Can't say. I've cried that's at right. Naruto. I have cried at definitely at My Hero Academia every time. Like, let me just tell you, like inspirational figures <laughs> who believe in people. I'm like, I can't. I can't. That entire show is just one dude cheering <laughs> on another dude. So there's so many emotional moments. But that's like the, the, the whole thing about anime, right? I mean, a lot of them are like about like inspir- inspir- inspirational and not giving up. So I guess you cry a lot. <laughs> I do. I cry a lot. I cry at cartoons constantly, if I'm honest. I'm a, it's like how I let my emotions out. Real world, never cry. No room for emotion. <laughs> anime, oh my God, it's so, it's like it's, so sad. It's okay, it's okay to cry. No, I it's okay not like, to cry. I'm not remotely ashamed about the fact that I cry at anime all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Frostgren. Yeah. Have you ever cried at <clears throat> anime? At an anime? Or it can also just be animation. Oh, I've cried at tons of animation. I cry when I stub my toe. I cry when I walk into the office and I see you look sad. <laughs> I was watching anime that day. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna get one more question and then we'll call it a day. Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, I want to get say something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's like this one movie, um, because the, the question was also if if like you like romance anime or yep. something like that. So there was this one movie. I don't remember like the name actually, but it was kind of, kind of popular in and it came out in 2014 or 16. It was like an anime movie. It was like your a name? Lot, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was your name. I don't, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that, but it was pretty, it's pretty good one. And um, I didn't cry, you know, but oh, I think the it was kind of about romance or maybe yeah, kind it of it was not. Yeah. So I kind of liked it, I guess, but I don't watch a lot of romance anime. Yeah, and I didn't really cry, but it was sad. Oh. Cried at the end of Darker Than Black. Oh, it's also, God. 
actually, I think Dark and Black, like, first season was really good, and then it started, like... There's a second season? I, I don't season? know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, there's... Yeah. Okay, I don't watch it, don't watch it. Yeah, yeah, the first yeah. season, it's fine. Because then, it's I don't a, know what... It's, it's a bit of a struggle. Uh, last question. Um, Daniel at Daniel Storson. <laughs> Daniel at Daniel Dracos. Yeah, Daniel Dracos. Yeah, at Daniel Storson. Uh, any recommendations? I like this ending. So if, if you're watching this and you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about, and you're still here, one, shout-outs to you. Love you. Uh, any recommendations for anime? Let's just say, like, if oh, you yes. could recommend one thing, it can be newer, it can be older, uh, for people to watch and get into, what would it be? Yeah, because you can go first. I mean, I guess most, like, if people didn't watch anime, and I would probably, like, tell someone to, to try something, I would probably choose either... Death Note or maybe Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood because they are not so short but not so long. They are like 50 episodes each and they kind of have a cool story behind them, you know? So you could feel like you're watching a series but just animated. So they have an anime list. So I would <laughs> recommend all the things that are rated as a 10. So that would be Code Geass, Fullmetal Alchemist, Clanat, Violet Evergarden, One Piece, Fate Zero. And Steinsgate. Okay. A lot of classics here. And uh, so that would, that would be f probably for people that haven't watched anime. Probably Death Note as well. Uh, and then for people that do watch, then maybe some of the lesser known ones, like Dark and Black, not that known. So I mm. guess that one would be one I would recommend. Um, yeah, pretty much it. But Code Geass is the best. Watch that. Do you have any recommendations for us? Um, back in my day... <laughs> Ah, uh, I liked uh, My Hime, uh, Sailor Moon, but you can't watch that in English. That's a completely different story. <laughs> and Outlaw Star. All right. Um, you guys listen to a lot of really cool animes. Uh, if you want to get into newer stuff, I really like Grimgar. I forget the full name. I'm just calling it Grimgar. But it's another one of those like MMO animes, but it's much more real and much more brutal and much less Kirito conquers everything. Oh, Kirito, how did you secondly happened to find a sword at the exact right moment that you needed one and a lot more oh i guess that character's dead too now um so it's intense it's good it's only one season which makes me sad but it's very good uh, I, I got that's how i got into anime was actually that show uh and if you're not new to anime and you kind of want to get into it um cowboy bebop is one that people reference a lot but i actually think samurai champloo is better uh fantastic soundtrack uh feudal japan era samurais kind of some hip-hop vibes there uh really insane hip-hop producer does the soundtrack so really good all right, guys. Yeah. You're supposed to close the show, I, I think. know. I know. Which is awkward. <laughs> I should have done first in hindsight because I'm close. Um, this has been season three, episode eight. eight, featuring Mickey and Yankos. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for talking about anime. Um, at some point, we will do a full anime podcast. I just couldn't subject our listener base to an entire hour of anime, but we'll get there. We I'm need to know. I'm pretty sure there's a crossover in the demographic. We, there is enough characters in both the One Piece and Naruto universes that we can classify every LEC player as an individual Naruto or One Piece character. I can think. I say that True. my favorite anime is the LEC? Yeah, probably. Okay. That's good. Well, then that means Fanatic would... Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> you guys are Bakugo! No! Yeah, the music is playing enough for Fnatic. Uh, they have the comeback story. Play oh, it. I forgot Zoids! Zoids is a fiddlesticks great anime. <laughs> Zoids is awful. All right, Zoids is actually garbage. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But that's going to do it for us here. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we will see you next week. And uh, yeah, later.